Hi, welcome to Ottawa Church of Christ. Today I want to be talking about Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. Abraham was kind of an interesting character of his time because his contemporaries were always studying uh, broken units. Abraham wanted to do the opposite. He said that the study of crippled, stunted, immature, and unhealthy specimens can yield only a crippled psychology and a crippled philosophy. Therefore, Maslow studied the healthiest students of a university population. He's trying to find how to get to be all that you can be from this physical body of ours, is, is what Abraham was striving for. So he came up with this chart, this hierarchy of needs. And what he's trying to get us to do is to get to the top level right here of self-actualization, where we have creativity, spontaneity, we're into problem solving. These are your, your, your big thinkers of the day and age where they're into taking care of the country and the world and they're looking at world needs and, and other things as such. And so a few of the people that he did study were Abraham Lincoln and um, Eisenhower and, and, and others of that, of that level of thinking. So he came up with this chart and what he says is the physiological needs have to be first met in everybody. Physiological needs is simply where you're going to get a drink and where you're going to get your food from. This would probably eliminate 75% of the world's population from ever reaching self-actualization because people in third world countries don't know where they're going to get their next clean glass of water from. Next level is the safety level. Now this is where you need to be secure. You have to be secure when you go to bed at night. You have to be secure about the neighborhood in which you live in. You can't always be turning on burglar alarm systems, always in fear of somebody trying to break in, or always in fear of who, somebody harming you or harming your family. That's the next level that people have a need for. Then it comes to love and belonging. This is the family need. We are a social creature, and so we have this need to have relationships. And then finally, you're able to work on the self-esteem. Have to have good self-esteem about who you are, where you're working, the house you live in, or the neighborhood you live in. Also, you're, you've got to be getting respect from your fellow workers. Uh, it's all about that esteem. Get through these first four levels, now you can start working on self-actualization. Maslow, what he found was that most people 1% of the population can reach self-actualization. Everybody else struggles because they have all these four levels in which they have to get through first before they ever get to the top level. So what good is this? Well, to me, he's showing things that have to be accomplished to, to be, for us to be all that we can be. And so when you look at it on a spiritual level, Jesus supplies all of these. When it comes to the physiological, Jesus says in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, don't worry then saying what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear for clothing. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God's going to take care of the physiological, so don't be sweating it. Secondly, as far as safety is concerned, Matthew 10:28. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So what God's saying is, you're in my hands. I'm going to take care of you. Even if they kill you, you're going to heaven because you're a child of mine. So don't fear the safety factor. Then, love and belonging, family, when Jesus' parents, well, Jesus' mom and his brothers came to the door, uh, 
Somebody said, your mother and your brother are outside. And he said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Stretching out his hands towards his disciples, he said, behold, my mother, my brothers. Whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven, he's my brother and sister and mother. We belong to the family of God is what we need and understand. Which brings us to self-esteem. Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? If God's for us, who is against us? We belong to the family of God. God takes care of us. God leads us, instructs us, supplies all our, our physical needs. So what more do we need to have? We don't. Which puts us right into self-actualization. Self-actualization people reach out and touch the lives of other people. They're not concerned about self. They're concerned about the way the world's going and how to help other people. Jesus says, go, make disciples, all the nations, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What Jesus is saying is, go reach out and touch the lives of other people so they can get up to this level of thinking as well. So you can set them free from the physical, from the world of darkness, which they'll never get out of unless they understand that all their needs are supplied by Christ. Next, self-actualizing characteristics is what Maslow teaches. If a person is on that level, this is, these are characteristics that they'll have. Number one is they're reality-centered. Well, Jesus says in John 8, 31, 32, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. You will know the truth. The truth will make you free. Christians are totally reality-centered. We know the truth, and we work with the truth. Self-actualizing people are problem-centered. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. We're always trying to figure out how to reestablish relationships between people and between God. That's uh, the problems that we're trying to overcome always looking at that situation. Different perception on the world. Luke 19.10, Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Christians are those that seek the lost. We're not seeking advantage of people. We're not seeking to benefit ourselves. We're seeking to help other people because we know the truth. We're focused as being peacemakers and we're looking for people that are struggling, looking for people who want the answers. Next, he says, self-actualizers really enjoy solitude. Well, in 1 Thessalonians 5.16, he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ. Christians are always into prayer and to study. Christians love, enjoy solitude, because that's when they get alone with God. Intimate, personal relations. John chapter 13.34, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, you also love one another. Yeah. Christians are into brothers and sisters, and that's what we call each other. Why? Because we're caring about one another's relations and relationships. That's a self-actualizer. And then finally on this one list right here, acceptance of others. If you forgive others, they're transgressing, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive you. Christians are forgiving, accepting of other people. We don't care what race, what language, what nationality. What sin? Because we're into prayer and study. We believe in brothers and sisters, and we believe in forgiving people. And we believe that's what we're really all about. He adds three more to this. Resist conforming. Self-actualizers resist conforming to the way the world's going and are, are non-conformist. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, God says, well, Paul writes, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. 
So we're into renewal. We're into uh, transformation. Humility. Philippians 2 and 3, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Very much into humble hearts. And then exists, exhibit spontaneity. Jesus says, therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. You have to be very spontaneous as you're walking down the street trying to share Christ with other individuals. That's the thing that we're about. So, the interesting thing here, when we look at what the psychiatrists, psychologists are teaching us is, there's a hierarchy of needs. And you have to overcome these four physical levels to get to be all that you can be. But when we look at God, he says, guess what? I take care of all four of these needs, so you don't have to worry about this physical. I want you to get on to being all that you can be, to be that, uh, get into creativity, spontaneity, be a problem solver. Be concerned for people of the world, not focused on who you are. All those other needs, I've taken care of. And then Maslow says, here's all those self-actualizing characteristics. If a person shows these signs, he's into self-actualizing. And then from what we see, all Christians are totally into these same characteristics. So what I'm saying is, these psychologists, psychiatrists, study all their lives to try to figure this material out. But you know... If you actually go to the Bible to see, the Creator tells us exactly what we need to be focusing in on. The psychiatrists who just come by lately in the last two centuries, they're only confirming what we already know to be true, what God is stating. And that's why I like to kind of bring these up, just to show, you know, we like to think these doctors and scientists, they think they know it all. They're only revealing what has already been revealed to us through the Scriptures, through God's Word. Thank you for watching today.